Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. everyone welcome to pink shade we are back because we didn't tack on our 90 day fiance episode recap to our love after lockup one this week we did them separately yet again so love after lockup was out on monday of this week this is today's 90 day fiance tuesday it is from this past sunday's episode entitled let me see here unsure and insecure that was a quote by miss natalie when she was talking to mama mike and Mama Mike's Crispy Bangs, Ooh. which I am logged in as today. Ooh. We have a lot to talk about when it comes to Mama Mike. I mean, she's a wow. hero. She's a hero. She's an 80s singer. She, <laughs> um, she's, she's, she's got a full grown mullet of the, the likes of which I haven't seen in 25 to 35 years. Yeah. She's amazing. When she said she's from Oklahoma, I was like, that tracks. Um, <laughs> And I say that as someone whose family lives in Oklahoma. And you know what else I thought right away? Um, Matt and Jake, Matt's of a 90-day gays, reality gays now. Matt, I believe his family's from Oklahoma. They are, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right away, I was like, oh, gosh. I can't. I, he's going to have it. something to say about that hairdo. You see a lot of that hairdo in the Will Rogers Airport. <laughs> you do. You do. see a lot of that hairdo. I posted yeah. on the Pink Shade Facebook group page that we can't wait to talk to Mother Mike about her, how she, how much she enjoyed being the lead singer of Mr. Big in the 80s. <laughs> There's so many bands you could have chosen from, but Mr. Big, that was a deep cut. I, it was a deep cut. Do you guys know who Mr. Big is? I mean, if you're no, a current not. references only fan, you've got to know. It's to be with you. I mean, if you're not rocking out to that every once in a while with some headphones on, that hold on, little girl, <laughs> that song. Yes. I, I love know. that song. I yeah, still rock out to that. Mm -hmm. You know who else that, Who else she uh, kind of resembles? The Nelson twins. Remember Nelson? Ricky Nelson's sons who grew their hair out and dyed it and became yeah. Nelson? Yeah, Gunner and somebody. But their hair was, um, they had long flowing blonde locks. They had no bang. They, they did no have a bang. I mm -mm. swear, I'm fighting you on this. They did have okay. a bang. They had a bang at one point. They had at one point they had a bang. It's it's called a bang triangle. It's like a Bermuda triangle. Yes, that's what Mother Mike has. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Though. I call we're it a bang. I call it a bang claw. It's I call a claw. it a bang claw, or I call it the the mall claw. But that's a lot of L's. Yeah. What did you What did you prefer in high school and college? Were you an Aquanet girl or were you a rave hairspray? Full on Aquanet. No, oh, I was Aquanet. a rave. My mom still uses the Aquanet. We we just like we say Coke for every soda. Like, do you want a Coke? Yes, I'll take a Sprite. Like, you know, just like in the South, you say Coke for everything. Do you want a Coke? Yeah, what kind? Diet Coke. Right. Um, tab. Um, we say my mother says Aquanet for all kind of hairspray. No, she also says Spraynet. She'll say, um, "Do you have any Spraynet?" And I'll go, "What?" She goes, "You know Aquanet." <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, she says for hairspray, Aquanet or Spraynet every time. 
That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had the occasional Aquanet experience and most of my friends were all about the Aquanet. And then it became very cool when they started making the purse size Aquanet so that you didn't have to shove the entire <laughs> enormous aerosol can into yeah. your personal pocket bag. Let's call it. I don't think, you know what though, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of, because I know that you were in the cult and then you were in the Pentecostal church, a lot of Pentecostal ladies have a big bang in the front (laughs) in an Aquanet style. Now that I'm thinking about it, and now I'm trying to imagine, I'm imagining what your mom's hair looked like that. Oh, we used to go in for dueling perms. And I've told the story before on the podcast where she gave me the Ogilvy home perms for Mm -hmm. quite a while. Oh, they stink so bad. Oh, they're real bad. And yeah. one time she um, left the little, because I, I wanted the tiniest rods, you know, I wanted the mm. tiniest little rods because I thought it would come out spiral. It came out fro every single time. And I thought it would be always be different the next time. Mm-hmm. She's putting the solution on. It's it's squirting oh. in my eye. I mean, these oh. things were so dangerous, you guys. Oh. She comes back um, to take the first rod out, which has my bangs in it, <laughs> you know, that are going to be my claw. The rod comes off. With all my bangs in it. No. Burnt off my bangs. No. Tenth grade, I was 15 years old. It was the end of my world as I knew it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. 1989. I was like, okay, just kill me. My life is over. I've lived long enough. I've seen what I need to see. I can't go into public ever again. I had to come up with some hairstyle where I was trying to disguise it by cutting then bangs back to the middle of my head. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> No, I was thinking you could have gone, you could have gone, you could have gone like flock of seagulls where one side was shaved and the other side was like a big swoosh. You could have done that. It wasn't one side. It was just in the dead center. I had to to cut bangs half. So I, I basically, you know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, I kind of was mother Mike because I had a lot of bangs (laughs) on the top and then just like poodle ears coming down on the sides. You had to like push the ones in the middle over to the side to cover up the hole in the front. Like... I had to do a lot. There was a lot, a lot of involved. Work. It was a lot of work. I got through it. I'm here to tell the tale. And I look probably worse now than I did that year because look, look what's happened to my hair since COVID started. I haven't gotten a, I haven't gotten my highlight. I haven't gotten a trim since I want to say September. Huh? Period. Well, I, I did get my bangs trimmed recently, but um, I haven't had a real haircut. Last time I got it cut, I was like, go ahead and cut like three inches. Who knows when I'll see you again? Um, <laughs> and she was like, I don't think you really want to do that. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be a good look for you. <laughs> you, know, I was just, you just said that story about burning um, the bangs off with the um, uh, perm solution, uh, 1989. In 1989, my friend, um, I was in college, and my friend Juki tried to light a cigarette in a moving car with the windows down. And um, she did that lighter, and it just took her hair, which was, I'm going to say, <gasps> below her boob length hair, just straight up, <laughs> like a fuse, all the way up to the front. Burned her, burned what would have been bangs, but it was just long, straight hair, just burned the whole front of her hair off. So she just had little nubs like a four year old to cut it. Yeah. Because everybody had so much hairspray on. We were yeah. all completely flammable all the no, time. She and wasn't hairspray. We were, uh, this is in our hippie phase. So we were in our hippie phase. So our hair was Get like long out. and flowing and straight. Like we wouldn't have considered any hairspray at that point. It was like part down the middle, you know, let the sunshine in hair. Like, yeah. So she had her hair down long. And when she lit the cigarette with the, with the window open with the lighter, it caught the bottom of her hair and right <laughs> up like a fuse, sizzled all the way up to the front. So it wasn't even bangs. It was where bangs would be, but then bangs were made because she burned her hair from the bottom to the top. 
now we're here. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. I'm yeah. dying remembering these days. Oh yeah, and of course we were all smoking in the car at all times. Yeah. Oh yeah, windows down, smoking up. Yeah, sure. Lighting the cigarette with that coil lighter <laughs> yes. that you would press in. You'd press that motherfucker in. Yeah. You'd pull it out. It would be on fire for God. Somebody would get so hot, so hot, so hot, so hot. Every so often you are in a car that still has that or you can, you know, you can add it for like an extra price. Now you can get it back in there. If you, I mean, those things were so scary. And my mother would just like be driving with one hand, popping the lighter, lighting her cigarette with that thing. And then sort of like Mm -hmm. waving that arm around, trying to find the hole that went back in. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa, put that burning hot torch away, Mom. <laughs> no, that's the thing. How many times an adult and then me, as I was in my college yeah. years, would drop that thing on the floor or on someone's leg? I mean, the in- if you see someone with an injury that's like shaped in the shape of a circle. A circle burn. A circle burn. That's what happened to them. They lived through a time when we were we were literally playing with fire. We were playing <laughs> with fire in the car. Nobody thought a thing of it. And then you would press that thing into your cigarette and it would be like the stankiest, grossest light in the whole world. It would be like yes. lighting it with a muffler. Yes. I remember this. I remember being like, <laughs> of course it didn't stop me. Never stopped oh me. Oh my God. Oh, oh good my times. God. You know, Mother Kiss. Mike is just, she's bringing Mike it back. Has, she brought it. She brought it back. She yeah. has given me joy on this Tuesday. Okay. So we'll get to her, but we need to recap everyone before them because i'm saving mike and natalie and mother mike and her bangs for the very end okay uh this episode again is called unsure and insecure we did love after lockup payback is a snitch yesterday so you can listen to that separately and someone told us in the facebook group they're talking about the snitch being uh lacy's dad john jean Oh, because he okay. snitched about Jean being out of jail. You know who else was a snitch? Maila. She snitched and said where they were. They oh. were at the Ferris wheel. There were two she snitches. Said, oh my God, we are calling Maila, that precious baby girl, a snitch. Well, Mm-mm. call well, like I say, right. Maila. <laughs> this is why your friendship with Chevelle was short lived. It was this three why it didn't work out. Dang it! Yeah. Okay, so just to repeat our shout-outs for Pink Shade Premium Patreon sponsors, because why not do it again? We love you guys. Jennifer M., Randy L., the newest $10 Patreon sponsors over there. And then Super Premium sponsors, Megan B., Kristen H., Cheryl H., Tracy F., Peggy S. Thank you so much for joining in January. We love you guys. Remember, I we did a uh, recap of the four-part Netflix series, The Night Stalker, Search for a Serial Killer, on that this week. And then over on Hey Bunky, we'll be releasing another episode later this week for Marrying Millions and Unpolished Recaps. That'll be coming Marrying Millions. It's finally back. For three weeks. For three weeks. Like, next week, it's an all-new episode. Nope. Three weeks they did that. But we are promised (laughs) that this week, it will not be another freaking recap of the last season. We're going to get a new one. I have to I have to give ourselves a little bit of applause, you know, a silent clap, two snaps to the left, because at least we didn't <laughs> recap a show that we had already recapped, which I would not put past us at this point, because we forget everything that has happened from a season before. Yep. I can picture watching one that we totally recapped six months ago and yep. just thinking it was a brand new show. We would be halfway through and be like, wait a minute, we've already <laughs> seen that skater guy with the no teeth. Hold on. Hold on. Today we were I on a know. call with a with an uh, with a sponsor, and uh, the person said, "So, oh, okay. So, what did you guys do on Hey Bunky?" And we're like, "Well, we're doing Marion Millington and Polish. What did you do before that?" We're like, "Plathville. What else?" And we're like, "We don't know. We can't remember. 
And then Aaron's like, wait a minute. And we had to think. We're, oh, I love a mama's boy. Because it just goes in and goes out. It just goes in and it comes right back out. It's sunrise, sunset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we just have done so many shows on Hey Bunky. If you guys are looking for extra content, I mean, either Pink Shade Patreon or Hey Bunky, they have tons of episodes. But we've covered so many shows on Hey Bunky at this point. There's a lot of back episodes there. Yep. At Pre-COVID, during COVID, and hopefully post-COVID. If we're Sometimes still here two to episodes tell the tale. a week, just depending yeah. on what happens. Yeah, okay. I know. Okay, so let's start with Brandon and Julia. It's really Julia who we start with in Dinwiddie. Back to the murder farm where we find Julia trapped alone with like giant bins of grain and a busted up scoop. And she is just screaming at the chickens. She's like, shut up. (laughs) Oh my God. Stupid chicken, stupid chicken. I mean, she is so pissed off at these animals. She's, she is not interested in taking care of animals. There are many people who are, she is not one of them. Speaking of, if you can hear my dog in the background, someone downstairs is apparently not interested in taking care of my dog since she's just barking at the door. Um, But continue. So I'm sorry if you hear baby girl Violet. At some point, one of the other three people in the house that live here will take care of her. No, Um, maybe maybe not. You can just mute your mic and be like, shut up. Shut up, stupid chicken. Um, (laughs) The chickens were just like, like, stupid chickens. She's (laughs) at it. She's at it. <laughs> like the next thing we're going to see her on is an episode of Snapped for sure. <laughs> and this will be the backstory. It'll be like they left her alone on the murder farm. Brand Brand the Orkin man said he was going to wine and dine her. He would leave her all day with the cute little animals, which are cute, except for those pigs. I'm not into those pigs. Mm-mm. And she is not having it. She has dirt smeared on both sides of her face like she is getting ready to go to war. Yeah. For sure. Somebody was like, I think she totally did that on purpose. I'm like, you know, maybe, but when you're just that dirty and you're sweating or you just scratch your face like all of us do, you just get dirt on your face. Like, I I think that was legit there. No, I don't. I think she did it on purpose, but I applaud that hustle. I applaud that (laughs) she's like, I'm just going to make it look even worse than it is. It's pretty bad. But if I just get that dirt and right on my face, they'll really (laughs) see my pain. Yeah, (laughs) I believe her. I believe in the authenticity of the dirt on the face. Okay, so she's screaming, shut up at chickens. She's throwing (laughs) grain at at, at different animals of different varieties. She, again, as Mary Payne founded, uh, she rides the pig to the goat, to the horse or whatever, over Mm -hmm. to the porch. (laughs) And she calls her dad to complain. And he is like, why are you there by yourself? Where is everyone? And she's like, I don't know. I take care of animal all by myself. He's like, you need to talk to Brandon. You need to get out of this situation. So she is in the bedroom now, and she, which also has a little chalkboard sign on it that says, Julia. Did just in case. That? Just in yeah. case. I was so yeah. excited. I was like, oh, they gave her a sign. That means she, what if she picked that sign up, took it over to Brandon's door, and was like, I say here now, hanging on his door. <laughs> sign says so. <laughs> I go Russia. <laughs> Bless her. She she is so pissed, and I am fully Team Julia every step of the way. Because, I mean, she's living in this hoarder's house with the crickets jumping all over her and the ferrets running free and the poor little puppies being kept on the porch and the chickens just being assholes, I guess. You know, who knows what they're doing to her. And she calls him up at work, and he's like, I'm at work. I can't talk. And she's like, no, you talk now. You talk now. She's like, I look like a pig. I want leave now. Get me out of here. I'm not doing this anymore. I tried it. I don't want to take care of animals. We need to make a plan. And he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's fine. It's just for a little bit. We're saving money. 
Then he tries to comfort her by saying he didn't bring her here to clean animals, but I mean, what's wrong with that? If she just has to take care of a few cute animals, you know, what's the, what's her problem? What's her damage, Heather? I could not believe when he started going that route of lots of people would love to take care of cute animals all day. No, no, not unless you were purposefully living on a farm on purpose that you chose. Do you want to take care of cute animals all day? No, you don't. I thought all the animals are cute, but I don't want to live on that farm and take care of them. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. I would be the um, official puppy petter. You know, I would sure. take care of the puppies yeah. and I would do that. I would not be feeding the iguanas or, Mm-mm. you know, swearing, cussing out the chickens. I don't know. Mm-mm. It's just like there are some <laughs> things you're just not into. So she's Bless. like, are you fucking serious? And then she hangs up on him and he comes home and he's angry. Don't forget. She, she says, like, I hate you. And she hangs hate, up. That's right. She goes, I, I hate, hate you. this. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> you oh there's nothing like a good direct i hate you click (laughs) click he comes home from work and he is he's like angry he starts off angry he's like i'm trying really hard here to make you happy i feel like you know all my effort is in vain and she's like i hate it here i'm living in a hovel i take care of animal nobody here they're all working full-time jobs while she's taking care of their pretty unkempt farm let's just call it what it is yeah where's aspen's sister wife cousin brother where's aspen i don't know then julia tries to take a different tactic she's like look i'm gonna start threatening this guy because he does not want to give up the nookie as we saw on the discovery plus 90 day bears all he wants he wants a little tickle he wants you you want me tickle you want me tickle? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And he start, you can see in his eyes, he starts to get the fear in his eyes that she will really, you know, kind of hold out. She's like, you don't want to marry me. You don't want to. I don't, you know, I go to, I go Russia. I go Russia. If you don't move, I go Russia. And he's like, okay, okay. All right. You know, okay. I'll talk to my mom and dad. And then we just cut to another scene. You know, that's all we see of them this week because it's really next week mm-hmm. that he then goes to Ron and Betty. Mm-hmm. And tells them, like, she's miserable. And they are completely insulted that she is yeah. not just thrilled to live in that weird hoarder's bedroom and take care of their entire farm while they're who knows where. And Ron looks real, gets real red-faced and mad. And I didn't oh, like yeah. that. It scared me a little bit. He got real jump across the table. Yeah. Scarier than I imagined. Yeah. Yeah. He, ugh, I know. It's like, go throw some hay bales around. Throw one right at yourself. <laughs> Go do do, yourself, Ron. Go do the animals. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are in there drinking tea. I'm out here doing the animals. (laughs) Yes, you are, Ron. Okay. All right, let's go to Jovi and Yara. Uh, Yara is still being filmed by herself at the beginning of their sequence of scenes because she is purchasing a pregnancy test and she's worried that she's pregnant after talking to her friend now you keep calling out her friend on facetime for looking like she has like some kind of crusty nose situation going on what is that okay so on the underside of both of her nose holes where it's like rounded um it's like red and crusty and slathered with neosporin. So her friend obviously just got some sort of a nose job um, because the first time she spoke to her and the second time she spoke to her, I was like, how come nobody is pointing out the red ring of crust around this girl's first? I thought maybe she's, maybe she enjoys the pasta, but that's a Vanderpump rules reference for you guys. um, But she, yeah, it's just like all around her nose and her friend never shows her whole face. She's only showing part of it. And her nose just peeks in and out. 
her friend just obviously had some major something done and her nose was part of it. So the second time she calls her, the friend only half of her eye and the bottom part of her nose was showing. I was like, oh, okay. All right. She's waiting to be uh, primetime ready. Oh, my God. You know, okay. Well, then I think. um, These are the things I focus on, Erin. Sean. I know. But Sean. And then what is the other like lips name from love after lockup life after lockup they should really take a page out of her book and only be filmed scott. from the eye up scott, yeah, scott yes yeah and sean with the commode mouth he's got the raw red ring too but it's on it's because he's looking at his face all the time or whatever just mouth breathing <laughs> anyway okay so yara calls her friend again she's waiting for the results and it turns out she's expecting i mean she's like fuck she's like i don't want to think about this i will be alone he works every other month what do I do alone with a kid? That's not my plan. And I just have a question. Mm, if you know how you get pregnant, mm-hmm. you know how babies are made. You've been pregnant before, sadly lost the baby. Right. Which I'm not making fun of. No. Why is this a surprise if you weren't taking precautions? Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know. It's this. just like uh, uh, Brandon and Julia, uh, when they find themselves uh, pregnant, um, mm. they, they're going to wonder why. But we know why. You've talked about it at length. Yeah. 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 Just watch the animals on the farm. You'll know how babies oh, are made. Oh, my gosh, Erin. Just watch those boars mount each other. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Speaking of that, I was watching um, Southern Charm, the last episode, and that whole thing Ugh. with the dolphins, and they were like, it's, it's a, they were like, they are the dumbest. They were like, it's a, it's a shark eating a dolphin. I was like... <laughs> I was like, you're on the bay. There's no, like, great white shark coming up to eat a dolphin. Like, what are you talking about? There's no sharks that size that are coming to eat dolphins. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. It's a shark and a dolphin having a fight. Oh, my God. And then they're all getting closer and closer. And Craig goes out there with a fishing pole. And Shep's like, you're not going to be able to catch it. These are the dumbest dum-dums. And oh, yeah. I was laughing. And oh, then yeah. finally they go, oh, I think it's two dolphins, like, having sex. I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Dolphins yeah. like to get it on. Given their privacy. Yeah. Quit, quit yelling quit shark at them. They're quit getting looking. scared. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's, oh just, a, that's just, a, just an animal sex sidebar. Sorry. <laughs> as as one needs mm-hmm. every once in a while. Okay. So Yara then um, in her last scene picks Jovi up from the airport. It's like 8, 8.40 a.m. And he is coming down the escalator polishing off his 20th whiskey soda. But she's like, oh, already you're drinking one? I'm like, he's been drinking like all the way there and good for him fine i don't care what he does but she is super pissed immediately she gives him the duggar side hug she like turns a shoulder (laughs) yeah leans in she's like "Mm, good to see you and she makes him throw it away and he doesn't even want to talk to her about it he's like whatever whatever she's like he doesn't want to stop the party i don't want to tell him i'm pregnant right this is a disaster and yeah. what's left there? Yeah. With she him was just like, telling her to shut up. I know what smell this at 8.50 in the morning. No one smell this. Okay, I was like, you don't I, want to smell that also because you're pregnant. I was going <laughs> to say the same thing. I'm like, you you can't even, I mean, I couldn't even like go to like outdoor concerts and stuff when I was pregnant. I was like, I couldn't smell like the alcohol on the grass Mm-mm. and stuff. I mean, you just, ugh. So I get it. I mean, she's disgusted because his mouth hole reeks of whiskey as soon as he kisses her, Ugh. which she doesn't even allow to happen, basically. Where is he coming from? We don't know. I He's coming from laying pipe. That's all we know. We don't know where the pipe has been laid. We just know that he was going. He was he works underwater. So he has to be coming from a coast somewhere. OK. All right. Let's get into the stars of the show who are uh, I don't know. We're going to have many things to say about these two 
fucking weirdos, especially Stephanie. Stephanie, 52, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, my God. Finally flies to see her love, Ryan, 27, in Belize. Um, mm. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. We first have to talk about Memoirs of a Bunky, or Bunky <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> Our bunky yeah. Melissa in Belize, boots on the ground. She's been there all month reporting on the scene. She has seen Ryan here, there, and everywhere. The good news is, is he is wearing a mask most, I think, all of the time in the pictures, as mm -hmm. far as we've seen. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen anything of Stephanie. He's no. always with other unknown pe persons uh -huh. it's always usually on the beach and so mm -hmm. melissa has been doing such good undercover work like she needs to be the next star of season three true detective <laughs> yeah she's doing great <laughs> she's doing great she is doing great she's taken over the shoulder pictures she is like going through the lay i mean she's like snapping just serious private eye style pictures of Ryan and she is finding him all over the place. Now she didn't find him recently, but she did take one for the team because the poor thing ended up getting like a full like sun infection or whatever from I was drinking just a couple coronas. That poor thing. Laughing at her description. She says, I, as being the true journalist I was, I was <laughs> trying to blend in with my surroundings by drinking a lot and frolicking in the ocean. <laughs> Which was hilarious. And then she said, but then what I found out was she got, she got some sort of infection that is due to lime juice from her Corona <laughs> and the sun coming together. And then she got some sort of like infection on her lip. And then of course, everybody's like, oh no, you're going to look from, look like Scott from Love After Lockup. Um, but she's like, I mean, that was so funny. She was like, because I'm a real journalist and I was trying to really go undercover and blend in, I had to drink a lot and frolic in the ocean. And when that happened, and I got a, she got some sort of like sunburn, lime, something above her lip. God bless her. But she's like, at least, you know, she can wear a mask. But I she's know, doing she the Lord's work out there. She is doing the Lord's work. And Melissa, um, you need to send us your address because we're going to send you some bunky swag for doing yeah. the Lord's work out there. Absolutely. Really, yes. truly. Every time one of her posts comes up, it's memoirs of a bunkie. She has a full three paragraph post about what's going on. She has pictures of him. <laughs> it's amazing. And she's like, I got a bit of a mouth hole situation happening, but that's okay. That's okay. It's worth it. Oh, so funny. Love her. Okay. Anyway, so Stephanie goes to Belize to see Ryan. After 10 months of being apart, I think we are on the rocks, but I'm still going to bring my ring to propose. Mm. So I cannot stand her accent. So mm. I don't know it's my people, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, but she's got an especially hideous Michigan accent. Love you, Michigan people. Just saying Stephanie does. Um, she, before she goes down there, though, has to pack up. Basically, all of the things you would bring your little college freshman if they were away from home for the first time, like and all the cute little gifts. Uh -huh. And if they enjoyed really, really gaudy watches. Yeah. Oh, super gaudy watches. She keeps saying the one is worth $3,000. She's like, he loves skulls. So look, ah, I got him skulls. That $3,000 watch. She just like uh -uh. throws in the, in the suitcase along with all the other like underwear and stuff. Like no box. What? I don't believe you, girl. I know. Yeah. She's she's gotten him all kinds of big boy presents. She's gotten him slides. Um, what she calls <clears throat> undies. Mm -hmm. She calls them undies, guys. She says, I got you some undies. She's gotten him shirts. She's gotten him matching swimwear with her head wraps um, mm. or those shrugs kind of extra bedazzled jorts that she is sporting down there. I mean, that mm -hmm. Instagram post you had on the stories, that was so fucking hilarious. I said, this is a woman... 
dressed for three different occasions. On the top, she's 52-year-old, ready to go out and party. <laughs> right? Because it was a long sleeve, but yet off the shoulder ruffles. Yeah. So it's showing a little bit of shoulder, but still long sleeves, you know, because sometimes you're old and you got to cover it up. So she's a 52-year-old, which I am as well, ready to go out and party. And then her shorts were, her shorts screamed, I've been on tour with Sebastian Bach, Skid Row. And then her shoes were like full orthopedic silver sandals. Orthopedic silver sandals. I was like, this is a lady going three different places. Her outfit made no sense. And then she had on that mask that could only, only could make Rebecca of Rebecca and Zia jealous because it was a mask that had the two of them on it together. A picture of herself, uh, uh, herself and him on her face. It was so stupid. So stupid. I'm telling you, I forgive Rebecca's craziness because I love my man Zed so much. Yeah. And I know Rebecca is full on crazy with screen printing ev- his face everywhere, but I support it because I love Zed. But when mm-hmm. Stephanie pulls out that mask and it has his face and her face on her own face, I'm like, this is next level crazy. I know. I would still wear a Zed mask, so I realize yes. my hypocrisy. But anyway, yes. yeah, it is a lady going three different places. I support her orthopedic shoes because those would probably be mine as well, but... It was amazing. Oh, speaking of Sebastian Bach, do you know mm-hmm. that I um, was asked out by his brother one time? I think you've told me this because I there's think not I wrote any, that on a, yeah. Not, not in any way I would know that unless you had told me more than once. Well, yeah. I think I posted it somewhere where we were talking about current references only, the bands we love, which are basically bands who haven't been around for like 40 years. And I went to some like old middle-aged hag tour you know it was like poison but on like their 25th run uh-huh it was docking deep cut docking and then uh skid row so it was the three of them and it was here in madison i want to say like 12, wait wait 10, so 11, skid row 11. and docking and poison and poison well poison mm-hmm. for sure was the headliner come on i mean can any of them really be the headliner anymore well docking was definitely number three Oh, definitely number three, for sure. But I met Sebastian Bach's brother in the crowd. I was with husband Aaron at the time, so we were married, but I was like all there in my fully bedazzled jeans. It was that time. So let's say 13 years ago. I mean, it was that time when people were wearing these jeans. I was in my fully bedazzled jean, my tank top. I thought I was auditioning for Rock of Love. I was like, here I am. Here I am. And it was crazy. And I met and his brother is actually a hockey player who there's a lot of hockey players in this area, upper Midwest. Mm. And their last name is actually Birk, not Bach, but Sebastian changed it to Bach to be cooler. It's actually like Birk. It's like Norwegian or something. And he's like, I don't know. He started talking to me. He's like, well, that's my brother. I'm like, who's your brother? He's like, Sebastian. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, so 80s, like groupie. And he was like, you, should, you guys should come out afterwards. We're having an after party. And I'm like, I can't. I have to legally go home with my husband. I'm not allowed Ooh. to go to after party. I know. And I was like, hashtag missed opportunity. Yes. I could have been living it up like yes. the Rock of Love girls. Yes. Could I have. Aaron, I know. That was your chance. I mean, it was my I don't, chance. I don't think it was 13 years ago. I don't think any of that happened in 2007. No. Mm-mm. 2007 think, it was right before okay so i was thir- no 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 no. you're right you're right no, it, it had to have been it was 15 years ago no by 2007 you were into cooler bands no it was 15 <laughs> no i what but it was like a throwback concert you know yeah. what i mean like how you go see def leppard and they can barely stand up but you're like Woo! 
Anyway. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. That's Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie's me. All right. (sighs) So she is, she gets down there with her crazy fucking face mask and she sees Ryan and the most, we have to remember the most important gift she's bringing is her mom's engagement ring, which she is literally going to hand to him and then tell him to propose to her with. It's that's the craziest (laughs) shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Also the fact that she's calling him my 27 year old fiance even though he hasn't proposed yet. Yes, that's true. That's true. And also, why are they, how can they apply for the K-1 visa if he, they're not proposed engaged yet? Huh? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. So she I'm gets confused. there. She runs right into his arms, jorts and all, orthopedic shoes. Bless. He's like, it is my dream come true. He's, mm. His interviews are very much like the beginning, middle, and end interviews of um, Soja Boy with baby girl Lisa. Okay. I see it. Okay. Remember how he was like, I love Lisa, and I love to get to America. She is right. my baby girl. Uh, Lisa <laughs> is has the lady part, so it works. 70%. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, 70%. And then we find out a little bit more about him. He says he has been in a relationship with her ever since she's been down there. It hasn't been going well. They've been separated for 10 months. And they have sex, though, four times a night, guys. He tells the cameras, yeah, she's a bit overage, but she keeps up. That was was hard to hear. It was hard to hear. It's what every woman wants to hear about themselves. She's a bit overage, but she keeps up. But he said they met when he was like... 23 and Mm -hmm. she was 48 or something and i was like okay okay oh no it's not good i was trying to do the because it sounded better like you know 20s and 40s sounded better but no 23 is just still barely drinking age and 48 almost 50 (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to make it sound better but she keeps up and she brings down these she brings down these glow in the dark condoms and somebody Mm -hmm. pointed out on instagram or somewhere it was hilarious it was like the only woman who's not in extreme danger of getting pregnant is the one most worried about using condoms i'm like that's true everybody else is like oh i'm accidentally pregnant i'm 22 it's like yeah you are that's true that's true anyway she's she's, yeah past that point yeah but she's protect yourself it's not all about pregnancy guys we're not saying that she's trying to protect herself what's happening crawling around in his pants oh yeah Oh, yeah. She doesn't want to raw dog it like baby girl. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So anyway, they get to the hotel room and she starts she starts unpacking his gifts and he's standing beside her like it is. It's her child. It's Mm -hmm. like her child. Mm -hmm. He's like, (laughs) like he's practically like jumping up and down with little hands clenched. Yeah. And she might as well have put a Santa hat on. I mean, truly. And pulling stuff out of her bag. And she was explaining it to him like you would. With your child. Like, look, I got this for you, and here's what you do with them, and I know you like your slides. Look what I have here. Ooh. It was the creepiest thing ever. Real weird. Real it, weird. Very She's weird. like, and I bought you the thing to go on your hair, because remember when I first met you, you had this thing on your head. He's like, oh, yeah. And he, like, puts it on. I was like, oh, it's real weird. It's the whole beyond. thing is real weird. It's when I come back from Justice Pet Shop. R.I.P. Justice from the mall. By the way, Justice yeah. stores are going out of business. I got a little tween, so that's a big deal in my world. Right. But it was like back in the day when I'd come back from Justice Pet Shop and have like two new little animals and maybe like a tent or something. I'd pull them out and be like, remember how you don't have this one, but you really liked Maddie. So here's Misty. Woo! Same tone with her. 
and a grown man who she's going to have sex with. It is off the chain creepy. Anyway, he tells the cameras then, you know, I we're trying to make a new beginning. It hasn't been good. I'm hoping she works with me. He says, I'm in way too deep already, though, and I actually really want to get to America. Yeah. He's like, I've wasted all this time. I mean, of course, on the 11 months that I don't see her, I have sex with every person that hits this beach. But I still really (laughs) want to get to America. And she's the only one that's taking the bait. I mean, that's that's, it. Yeah. That's it. So then they go out to dinner later that night. And Stephanie is all dolled up in her best sky top. Circa Mm -hmm. real Housewives of Orange County season one, which was also like 15 years ago. And she is already... Hmm. You tell me what you thought. She's already kind of slurring her words before they even order drinks. And a lot of people commented on that. I don't know. I feel like the way she talks is just very slow and annoying. Yes, I do too. That much different. But I don't know. It's kind of. I did not notice that because she already talks like this with her eyes closed. Ryan, you know, she just like every word is a bit of a struggle. Ryan. You know, <laughs> yes. So I yes. don't know. I don't know. Maybe you know she takes all the supplements and things. Maybe she shouldn't be mixing the alcohol with all the <laughs> medications and pellets that she injects and things like that to keep herself <sighs> looking youthful. You know, I That's don't know. True. Not yeah, a doctor. That, Not a doctor. Well, that mixed up with the hula hooping <laughs> at all times too. So she hands Ryan her mother's ring midway through dinner, and she's like. This is the most special gift I brought you, and I want you to propose to me when you're ready. Ryan. And he's like, okay. And he, like, just pockets it, and he doesn't even, like, he has no real emotion at all when he gets this ring. And then she tells us, okay, I need to talk to him about sleeping with his cousin Harris, but I I don't know when to do that. Tonight's not the night. Don't worry. I'm sure, Ryan, they have already had a good laugh about it. Don't worry. Ryan and Harris have been talking about this since last year. Don't worry. I, okay. Thank you. I agree. This is yeah. not going to be news to him. He's he, he has a right to get mad. I'm sure he's cheated on her a million times, too. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. But they're horrible together. Period. But you know yeah. he already knows about this. Of Harris course he does. totally told him about this already. So yeah. anyway, she tells him next time and we see a preview of that. Let's talk about this fuckface, Andrew. Oh, God. I, well, we had, uh, listen, we had some technical problems earlier because here's what happened. And <laughs> somewhere in Brooklyn, so a, a Verizon person cut a fiber optic line. We were on this call. That call goes out. We realized that guy we're talking to is in New York. And then for the rest of like the next hour and a half, my internet work. The kids are screaming at me like I've got something to do with it. I'm resetting stuff. I'm calling Verizon. They put me on a two-hour hold. And I did. I was logged in cutely as Mr. Andrew's Wild Ride. You know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Mr. Yep. Andrew's Because he did it all. He was on a wild ride. Oh, yeah. Um, but then when we had to, like reboot and start over i couldn't i was at that point too tired to think of something funny so you did it for me (laughs) i was logged in earlier as like andrew's self-care this is a man this is a man who's been through it people Mm. i mean he needs to indulge in some self-care he has been through the ringer he has been traumatized could you hate someone more than andrew in this episode all the way from california to mexico on that two-hour southwest light i mean god Mm -hmm. bless him Oh, he he's might so not gross. even have gotten a chocolate chip cookie. I know. We open up with him eating ice cream, and he's like, 
I got two spoons, one for me, one for Mira. Cheers, honey. He's filming himself like the creepiest mofo on the beach. There's people socially distanced from him, thank God, even probably before they had to be. (laughs) Right. Everyone's like, who's that creep with the two spoons and the ice cream filming himself constantly talking to someone named Mira? Stay away. He says it's just been his worst nightmare. He can't even believe what he's been through. You know, worrying about her has just taken him to the brink of stress. And so he needs to eat ice cream. One for me, one for her. I wish she was here. He just needs to live it up on this romantic getaway. He's not going home. He's going to be on this romantic getaway with his right hand. And he's going to stay there for uh, the full two weeks. Okay. Yep. He <laughs> All he needs is Caesar's uh, edible underwear. Remember when Caesar had to like eat his own edible underwear for a snack? Because he... <laughs> He had the mint and the, he had the, the, it was like, um, it was like a candy necklace, penis pouch necklace. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yeah, it was so gross. Oh, I forgot says, about that. Now that Amira is safe, the least I can do is a little bit of self-care and make the best of the situation. Ding. This no, you're not being forced to stay there. You can, you can go. You can go no. home. Yeah. No. Somebody He's... needs to bury you in the sand with just your head sticking out and not dig you up. <laughs> Don't come back and get you. Yeah. Don't come back and get you. Mm-mm. Yep. Just let kids kind of kick your head like a soccer ball. Yeah, I said it. Okay. All right. Then he gets a massage following his confession and the amazing camera crew gets a shot of his mouth hole through the massage head hole. Yeah. It's like head hole, mouth hole, nose hole. It's it's like just a series of holes and him going, mm, and I'm like, oh, that is disgusting. And Thank we got you a for side, giving us that. We got a side shot we didn't need of him necking on that oh, table. We did we not. Did not. No. I, the, the face hole was bad enough. Yeah. And meanwhile, Amira has gotten back home. She is embracing her lovely father who has been actually traumatized, as yes. has Amira. They've yes. been actually traumatized and through it. He's so happy that she's safe. And Amira tells the camera, you know, Andrew's vacationing, so there's no room for me to really open up about what really happened. I can't even talk to him because he's out there jet skiing, four-wheeling, getting massages, you know, trying to get a happy ending. She doesn't want to ruin his good time. Yeah. And she's so sweet and she needs to find somebody else. She tells her dad, you know, it was, she says, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so glad to be home. And then she explains that the authorities denied her entry like immediately and they took her passport. And then when they eventually let her return, they listed the reason for her not being admitted entrance into the country as having no passport. But the passport was in like the folder that they handed her and her dad is so funny. She's like, he's like, because they lie. Yeah. They lie. Oh, he my God. Like, You're not supposed to go there. We're in a pandemic. You were not yeah. supposed to go there. Who cares why they said you, he, you, oh, it's so annoying because I'm like, just a quick, just a quick Google yeah. would have figured yeah. all this out. Yeah. No, Andrew is still trying to get her to do it again. He still wants her to do it again. Her dad is telling her, Andrew is the reason all of this happened. The trouble we had for our family, our stress, is because of him. He is selfish. He's a very selfish man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Listen to your dad. And then at the end of it, we just see Andrew saying, you know, I just want to do this all over again, Amira. And Amira, beautiful woman, so many leagues above him. Yes. For so many reasons. Personality, too. And empathy, everything. He's a disgusting person. She's like, I don't know. It just feels like it all falls on me to take the risk. And you don't really have to take a risk. And he's like, oh, come on. 
And she's like, he, the more he pushes me, the more I'm wondering, does he really want what's best for me? Or does he just want what he wants? And I'm like, it's, it's B it's option B. Please yeah, he, do he, not ever visit him again anywhere. He's not trying to get on a plane and uproot his life and go to France and hope he doesn't get stopped in the airport. I mean, no, no, no. He's eating chili cheese fries down in Puerto Vallarta talking about like he's been through World War Three. Like, oh, my God, I'm so I'm traumatized. (laughs) Shut up, Andrew. Uh, Oh, oh, I had to get a 60 minute massage instead of an 80. It was rough. It was rough (laughs) out here. I had to wear my mask into the salt bath. (laughs) Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Okay, let's talk about last of all, Mike and Natalie. Now, we didn't see Tariq and Hazel this week. We didn't see Rebecca and my man Zied. So our last couple for this week is Mike and Natalie and the hero of the hour. Mama Mike. Mama Big Mike, Mother Mike, whatever you want to call her, um, lead singer of Mr. Big, (laughs) was amazing (sighs) on every level. Her look, her words, her uh, energy, the way she read Natalie for filth a bit here and there, but did it in a way that wasn't nasty. She just kind of spoke the truth. She stood up for her son, but she wasn't one of those I love a mama's boy blindly defending her son. I thought she just was perfect. I thought she was scenes. great. I thought that she literally looked like Mike with a wig on because she's like <laughs> tall. She, uh, she looked exactly like him except for with a brown wig. I mean, she, I was stunned how much they look like. She looked like Mike with a Wayne and Garth. Yeah. Garth, yeah. But brown wig. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. She did look like him with a wig. I mean, they look just alike. Yes. They really do. I hadn't noticed it because I was so distracted by the claw, the bangs, the triangle, the whole yep. situation that was happening. Okay. So we get back, first of all, to this murder farm with Mike and Natalie pretending not to be slowly, slowly like poisoning each other's food <laughs> right. and squim. Right. They're trying to make up the next day after the blow up of being low class and drunk and everything the night before. Yeah. Not, not visiting museums. I don't know. Whatever. And Natalie tells the cameras... I am sometimes angry. I sometimes want to run away, but I'm, I have two choices. I either am married or I'm right. I prefer to be married. So she is going to try to get him to marry her, give her that ring back, no matter what. Where's she the ring? Care if she hates him. Where Where's is the it? ring? I don't have my ring. I don't she know because I don't well have my ring. Mother Asuelu standing on a bridge like, give me the ring. Yes. It's nonstop about the ring. It's nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. So Mike's mother, Trish, arrives from Oklahoma. Her bangs arrive approximately three minutes before the rest of her. It's everything. It is everything. Oh, my God. Oh, they crispy. They crispy bangs. They took me back. We've already talked about it, guys. If you lived through it, you know. You know, you know. Mm. Get out those prom pictures. Post them on the Facebook page. (laughs) You know some of us had those bangs. She is still rocking them. And she is rocking the full, longest mullet in the world. God bless. Because the bangs are so thick and so triangulated. Oh, my God. Okay, so she she comes in. She comes in. And Mike's acting super weird. But she hugs Natalie hello. And she tells the cameras, you know, I don't have a great impression of her. She's like, I don't have a super impression of her. You know, but Mike is like, go get her. Mike's like, go get her. Like she was like a like a like when we throw the toy for Violet. Like, go get it. He yeah. said to his mom, he's like, there she is. Go get her. I was like, what? I thought he was what? talking about his cat at first, and then I was like, he's talking about his human fiance or ex fiance. Yeah. That was weird. So weird. Yeah. yeah. And she, they all sit down and they start talking 
pretty much right away, not too much small talk happens about why Natalie gave the ring back in the mm-hmm. first place. And, and Mother Mike says, you guys got to figure this out. You know, you can't be testing each other. Right. And I like that she included Mike in that, even though I'm Team Mike, because Mike is now not giving it back to her, even though right. he claims he wants to work on this or whatever. Yeah. So the anyway, mom, both- yeah, she she was hitting on some great points. Like, yep. it's not just just because that time she gave it back to you. Now you're not going to give it back to her. That, I mean, that you're never you're never going to make it work in your marriage if it's just going to be tit for tat. Like, oh, she did this, so I'll do that. Hmm. Well, the clock is ticking. You know exactly. Yeah. And they're on a 90 day K one visa. It's not like yeah. they have forever to torture each other. They have a limited <laughs> time to torture each other. Or they do maybe have forever <laughs> to torture each other. <laughs> We've heard tell that maybe it is unlimited now. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So meanwhile, though, Natalie is like developing her plan. She's like, I'm observing him around his mother. She thinks Trish is the key to get her ring back. And she basically (laughs) is like ready to go. She is like laying up blueprints. She has a little visor on. She has a green light on her desk. She's like, this is the way. This is the plan. (laughs) Yes. It's via the banks. So if she can, if she can convince Trish to be on her side, then Trish will, you know, make Mike understand. That's what she's thinking. It's like total. It's like a war plan. It's great, but it's yes. also Natalie who sucks. But she's so also, Natalie. She's correct. She's correct. She she is yes. correct, and it yeah. does work. It does work because Natalie. She starts putting on the whole like contrite act and getting upset and being very frail. She says they go. To, they go to dinner. And Natalie is such an asshole about everything. She's like, why are you eating butter? And his mom's like, butter is good for you. It's good for your brain. And I was like, high five. I don't think that's true, but okay, thanks. I think she means if you, in small amounts, like real butter is like a good fat, like olive oil, like an avocado. Yeah, but I, yeah. I have a pretty good feeling he wasn't like having one pat of butter. He probably got like that whole stick and plopped it right on top of his potato. And also, you know, she didn't make any comments about his drinking, like because he had gotten no. like a glass of wine and she didn't mm-hmm. say like, why well, you have to drink the alcohol? Like she didn't say she was on her very best Natalie behavior. Yeah. Yeah, because she was like, I have to get through to Trish. And after the butter thing, she just shut all that shit down. She's like, I yep. can't say anything else. I cannot mm-hmm. do it. She was like biting her tongue, probably bleeding by the time she left the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mike brings up that Natalie hasn't even unpacked yet, but she's been here a month. And this is where she says, which is the title of the episode, it's because I feel unsure and insecure still. And then she does acknowledge when they start talking about the ring thing and how the trip ended in Ukraine. She's like, okay, I shouldn't have thrown the ring back at Mike. It was a mistake. And then she says she's stressed out because they're not setting a date for their wedding. Her mom needs to get a visa to fly out for their wedding, you know, and they only have so much time. Right. And this is back at home. And was this before or after the restaurant when Natalie then calls her mom to talk about a potential date and she starts crying afterwards. That was and the this next, is where, next morning. Next next yeah. morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is where Trish, she advises, they, sent a t- they set a tentative day. Yeah. And Natalie is bawling on Mike's shoulder, really crying. I don't think yeah. she's faking this at all. She no. misses her mom because they're in a very codependent relationship and close, whatever. But Trish starts like welling up with tears too. Yeah. And Mama Mike, I mean, she's crying right through her bangs. <clears throat> That's where she breaks. And you can tell she is, she's going to help Natalie out with this. And Natalie at the end in one of the most chilling scenes, I don't know when they filmed this, but she looks at the cameras and she says, I think I cracked the code. It's Trish. And I was like, what? Like that was actually, it it should have had horror music behind it. I, I, you know, 
the, at the restaurant, she was trying to explain, like, you know, there, and, and I'm this way too. Like, if I know something's coming up, like, and there's three steps you have to take, you're like, I can, I can understand why she's like, oh my God, like, if we're going to have a wedding, I have to start the process to get my mom over here. Like, we don't even know what that is. So we can't give it a two week window because then maybe she can't come, you know? So I, I can understand her, like, Okay, so we don't have to say we're getting married or whatever, but I at least have to have, like, something in my mind so I can start to plan if it does happen. And Trish understood that, and she was like, that's right. She did. You need to come up with a tentative date. You don't have to commit to it. You don't, no one's forcing you to get married, but you need to find out what it's going to take for her to get her mom here. I thought all that was really interesting. And then the next morning, um, he was, it looked like he was making like the bottom side of an an egg white omelet or something. And he flipped it and she's like, oh, good boy. Oh, good job, Mike. Oh, Mike, you're so handsome and smart and big and brave. And I don't know. Maybe you have the ring in your pocket. Not low class at all. Not low class or alcoholic. No. Mm -mm. And, um, And she was being really nice. And he goes, I was looking at the calendar and he was saying, I think this date. And she was like, something about a number she didn't like. And he goes, okay, well, we could do. And she goes, okay, the ninth, April 9th. That sounds good. I think she did like the second because it was unlucky. She wanted three because it was about the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. She was bringing it back to God, uh-huh. the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. And he was like, okay, fine. April 3rd, Friday, April 3rd. That's fine. Okay. Did and she was somebody, just overjoyed. Somebody showed on the Pink Shade, Pink Shade Facebook group, this is her third marriage. So maybe she uh. wanted three's, a, three's the charm. Let's do it on the third. I don't know. But yeah, she's not been married once before, but twice. Really? Yeah. Okay. But she never yeah. talks about that other one. She only talks about the one ex. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, she's not quite up to Rebecca, who is mm. on her fourth. Correct. With our man's yet. Or, okay. John, or John from Love After Lockup that he's on like number five. He's on his sixth. Yeah. He's on his sixth plus sister to the third. Okay. Right. One of them was the same woman. So is it four? Mm, it's math. Oh, well, anyway, Mama Mike was the hero. At the mm. end, it's definitely like a toughed down moment for her. She is very <laughs> sad. You know, they melted her bangs right down and... This is what Natalie says, actually, I wrote it down. She goes, I feel like I found a magic button to Mike's heart. Trish. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Okay. So next week, we see Yara telling Jovi about the pregnancy and him immediately questioning it mm-hmm. and, like, really not responding well. And, he's, and then- he tried to pull the same thing that they tried to pull on the family Chantel with Chantel's brother, Royal, yes. questioning the timing. Because he was like, how could you be pregnant? When you were only so, she, but they were together four weeks, and then he was gone. So yeah, she could very easily be pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't I, insinuate I'm high schoolers yeah. who can get pregnant in homeroom. I mean, you can get pregnant. <laughs> Jesus, people. <laughs> Jesus, if you're young and fertile, you can get pregnant. Homeroom. God, these people. <laughs> what do they think it happens? Okay, so then, and and also then it's maddening to people out there, and I can attest to this too, who it takes a long time or have real trouble getting pregnant. Oh, it's just maddening. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. Okay, so Andrew then, who I cannot believe we're still going to be filming with him, is starting to try to strong arm Amira into coming other places. Like, I think he, I think he proposes Serbia or some shit. Sure. That sounds like a great plan. Serbia. No. 
No, whatever. Anyway, no. it's it's awful. So we have more stuff coming up, and I think we're going to see Tariq and Hazel back next week, and I think we're going to see Rebecca and Ziad back with us too, which is amazing because I will always take me some Ziad with a shopping cart sitting in an abandoned warehouse. That's right. I don't care where he is, what he's doing. I just want to see him. So that's it. That's it for 90 Day this week. Thank you guys for waiting for it. And remember to follow at Pink Shade Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can see Mary Payne, Dr. Baby Girl Mary Payne, does some amazing Instagram stories. She loves the gram. I do. And I love an Instagram story. Sometimes I do it like two days later. But I still, know. that's when I got a chance to watch it. And it makes me happy. I know. It's great. And then we also have the Pink Shade Facebook group page. And all those links are below to our Patreons as well if you want extra content. I think that's it. You ready that's to it. go? Ready right. to go. Okay. All right. Bye, Bunkies. See you, Mary Payne. Bye. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.